Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, he, uh, he gives us a verse, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Daya, Karaha Vichar, Vichare Karita Chitte Pava Chamatkar, which means that uh, if you're interested to, in logic, then please apply it to understanding the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And by doing so, amazement will awaken in your heart. Um, so I call this first the, uh, the open invitation to enter into the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And the reason why I'm speaking from the Chaitanya Charitamrita is because the Chaitanya Charitamrita is actually our principal text. Yeah. It is not the Bhagavad Gita that is our foremost book. Of course, Bhagavad Gita is, uh, is essential. It's not that we are neglecting the Bhagavad Gita. We must understand the Bhagavad Gita, absorb the Bhagavad Gita. But it's not our principal text. And it's also not really the text that makes us uniquely Gaudiya Vaishnavas. It is, as scholars say nowadays, by Srila Prabhupada's grace, uh, a bhakti text. Right? At the time of uh, when Srila Prabhupada came to the West, uh, the, uh, the Bhagavad Gita was not seen as, as a bhakti text. Just it was an impersonal explanation. But Srila Prabhupada changed that. And now scholars, uh, there are many scholars who study Vaishnavism or Vedic texts, and now they agree. Yes, Upanishads, yes, yes, that is, of course, you know, the uh, impersonal conclusion. But Gita, that is bhakti texts. So this is Prabhupada's contribution. Anyway, so certainly the Bhagavad Gita is a bhakti text, and in that sense, it is essential to us, but it's not the all in all. We know that Srimad Bhagavatam takes it a step further because Srimad Bhagavatam offers us the pastimes of Krishna, which we're not getting in Bhagavad Gita. And the pastimes of Krishna, um, yeah, they are just uh, very nice. Um, Krishna there in Vrindavan, along with his cowherd boyfriends and the cowherd girls in Vrindavan and all the calves and cows and um, the whole beautiful village of Vrindavan is certainly on our mind. And Srimad Bhagavatam is what, uh, what gives us the first glimpse of Vrindavan. Uh, without Srimad Bhagavatam, what we what do we know? Uh, it is, after all, through Krishna book that Srimad Bhagavatam came to us first. But the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, um, is extending the, uh, the Bhagavatam in the sense that it is a book that describes Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his life and teachings who lives a life based on Srimad Bhagavatam. So it's in that sense uh, the book about the person Bhagavat. Right? So in one sense 
There's no difference between Chaitanya Charitamrita and the Bhagavatam. It's the same, because same philosophy, uh, all the evidence, the main evidence given by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, Bhagavatam. The main evidence presented by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Bhagavatam. It's all about Bhagavatam. But um, there is one particular element that comes out in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that doesn't come out in that same way in the Bhagavatam. And that is the element of mercy. Now, that element is, I, I'm, I'm identifying that, that elephant of mercy, element, not elephant, <laughs> that elephant of mercy, that element of mercy is, uh, is, is highlighted, not only highlighted in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, but it is edited by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yeah, so it's, it's an element that doesn't, doesn't, it's not there in the Bhagavatam in that same way. It's an added thing. And now it is that very thing that makes us uh, being part of all of this. Without it, I don't know. Where would we be? Uh, where would we be? Yes, maybe uh, some, some might have been in the Swami Narayan temple. <laughs> what to do? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not mentioning any names. So. <laughs> I'm not looking at anyone in particular. Uh, just if, if, if you found any likeness to my words, or if my eyes were cast upon you while I was speaking, it was purely coincidental. <laughs> But, at the same time, some, uh, some might have been wound up somewhere else, but, uh, and there may have even been some level of, uh, in the life of some, of uh, worshipping Krishna to a degree. Some sort of, and burning lamps and doing many other things and doing so many rituals and whatever. And then there would be those who would be doing nothing like that. They, I don't know, we do, would do some hodgepodge yoga or... <laughs> I mean, I have these days that I sometimes think what I would be doing if I was not... Uh, if I would not have encountered this movement. Yeah, I mean, just sort of like, what would have happened? I guess, you know, I guess I would have tried music, yeah, because that was there. And then I would have probably, in the end, wound up in the family business just to get some money, right? something like that. Or, I don't know, or start my own, right, some business, probably, just to make a living, because in the end, you have to make a living, right? That's what... But things took a turn for the better. By mercy, by mercy. So when we are speaking about Sri Krishna Chaitanya Daya, to meditate on the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, it's not a intellectual exercise. It's not that we are now studying this text, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and we're going to look in the text, uh, you know, like where we can find the mercy. No, we're looking at our life. And we're looking at where can we find the mercy, right? And uh, 
And that mercy is, is so central to, uh, to this movement. Um, we are looking at Vrindavan, undoubtedly, but only through mercy. Only through mercy, actually. Otherwise, what can we... Yeah, look, can you pass that bottle? Yeah, thank you. We can uh, can look at uh, at at, uh, at our spiritual lives like that. First of all, the very fact that we are connected with Krishna due to mercy. Second of all, the unique quality of devotional service that exists in this movement, all mercy, right? all mercy. And then it goes on, right? It continues. Um, we are. Uh, yeah, we are chanting Hare Krishna, 16 rounds, well, minimum, uh, yeah, um, that's quite a minimum, isn't it, <laughs> 16 rounds, it's, it's, uh, some days it's easy, and some days it's not easy at all, and, uh, and over a whole, uh, who can say they are chanting a beautiful, yeah, just, just, uh, you know, you can make a nice uh, record of the rounds you've chanted this last month and decorate flowers all around it and make a beautiful drawing and of, of the performance of your rounds. And, but the truth is, it's, uh, it's probably, most of the time, wasn't that good. Right. How many good names? Are we, are we chanting? I'm not saying rounds, names. How many quality names? So, in terms of sadhana, our capacity is not so great. Um, if we look at people in some other traditions, uh, they're doing incredible sadhana. I remember there was one boy from a Brahmin family, a Misra from near Varanasi, and he's explaining that his father is doing puja every day from 5 o'clock till 11 o'clock. That's just what his father does, you know, as, as, as a brahmana, right? So, a whole huge Shaligram Shila puja. You know, I just go like, oh, I mean, who of us can do such a thing, puja from 5 till, uh, till 11? Go like, uh, gosh, what about Brecky? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fast, huh? Yeah, too fast. Oh, gosh, is that healthy? And so on. <laughs> so we, we read scriptures like the, the, the Hari Bhakti Vilas uh, from Sanatana Goswami. And the Hari Bhakti Vilas is a compilation. It's not an original book. It's a compilation of verses from various Vedic sources. And uh, to kind of outline what are the... Uh, how to practice bhakti. But if we look in there, there are many uh, elements of, of uh, Brahmanism. Yeah, because it was 500 years ago in a very strict culture, which was like predominated by smarter brahmanas, and 
And here suddenly these Gaudiyas, right, these followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, were trying to establish themselves. So it wasn't so easy. So Hari Bhakti Vilas has also written a little bit with that in mind, right? catering a little bit to the environment, as we also sometimes try to present Krishna consciousness according to time, place, and circumstance. You know, well, it's yoga and meditation. Is it really? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, it's bhakti yoga. Okay, yeah. It, that's what it is. But yoga, yeah, and meditation, yeah. I always think when you say that japa, that chanting Hare Krishna is meditation, then we are reducing it, right? It's like minimizing what it really is, you know. It's like meditation. I mean, here's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and he personally manifests himself and dances on our tongue. And, and we're allowed to be there for the whole experience. I mean, that's what we're really doing when we're chanting Hare Krishna. Now, you may say, yeah, but how can you tell that to a new person, right, like Krishna? And then after we take prasadam, and that's really ecstatic because Krishna has tasted it, and therefore there's a special taste in prasadam, because his saliva is in there. <laughs> you can tell that also to the newcomers. Right? <laughs> Krishna's saliva is in the, in the prasadam. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, all right. Uh, I'm not so hungry, actually. <laughs> I, already, I already ate at home. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, presenting according to time, place, and circumstance, that may be there. So, Sanatana Goswami also presented in his Hari Bhakti Vilas according to time, place, and circumstance. And there are so many things, right? Many strict rules and that we don't follow. We don't follow at all. Because Srila Prabhupada, who is the messenger of Lord Chaitanya, who is the personification of Lord Chaitanya's mercy, who just simply uh, was in that mood, in the mood of, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when Prabhupada came across the, the ocean on the Jaladuta, he was reading only Chaitanya Charitamrita. Prabhupada, why was he just reading? Well, he had to read something, you know, and sort of like uh, happened to just uh, pull, put that book in his bag, you know, it's sort of like, uh, yeah, pure coincidence. No, the Chaitanya Charitamrita was his, that was his meditation. His meditation was Lord Chaitanya, yes. And fulfilling Lord Chaitanya's prophecy, every town and village, to, uh, he was now doing it, right? Very much so. He was now actually taking that mercy and now bringing it to the, to the Western world. Very much so. Uh, we can understand that Prabhupada was uh, was reading and uh, reading it alive. He was doing it at the same time. It wasn't just okay, a book to read, you know, something for on the boat. Right? 
Uh, yeah, you stick some book in your bag when you go a long journey, and pull it out, and then as you're reading it, go, what kind of book is this? <laughs> <laughs> but Prabhupada didn't, not like that. Prabhupada was, uh, was totally inspired by the Chaitanya. Actually, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta in his Gaudiya Math had basically said that um, people should first read the Chaitanya Bhagavad and then they should read the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And after that, they can read uh, Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. Uh, uh, because in Bengal, uh, the culture was still, uh, the presence of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was still so, so fresh in the culture. Everybody knew. Everybody knew about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, it's like uh, there were, uh, there are Chaitanya Charitamrita temples in, uh, in Bengal, also in Orissa. Yes. So, Yes, it was just people knew this is this is our our culture, this is our tradition. Same and then of course we're talking about Bengal when we say Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, we're talking Bengal, we're talking about East and West Bengal combined, no partition. That came later. Right? So at that time, yes, and even today when you go to Bangladesh, you still find you still find that uh, Lord Chaitanya is in the forefront, right? completely. They're, they're worshipping Lord Chaitanya everywhere. That's it, Lord Chaitanya. In the, the Bangladesh International Society for Krishna Consciousness is all about Lord Chaitanya, Panchatattva and so on. It's like Vindavan, Vindavan. Oh, Vindavan. Not in that way. No, no. I know. And dear devotees, close your eyes and now imagine yourselves wandering on the banks of the Yamuna. Yamuna Tira Vanachak. Ah, yes, so beautiful. And, ah, oh, Govardhan. Yeah. Cows. Vindavan, oh. Vindavan. Yes, yes, okay. And uh, so that's become uh, a fashion. That's become the fashion. Um, that's something that uh, I would say um, came to the forefront in the, uh, in, in, in the 90s, in the mid-90s. I saw the historical change, right? Prior to that, before in at the mid nineties, uh, the mood shifted towards Vrindavan, Vrindavan, Vrindavan. Yes, I lived in Vrindavan in the mid nineties. I was the uh, temple president of uh, Vrindavan. I was very much uh, aware of uh, of that cultural change that happened. It came from outside. It didn't come from Prabhupada. Prabhupada didn't have that so much, Vrindavan, Vrindavan, Vrindavan. Of, yes, and now let's talk about Leelas and pastimes of Vrindavan. No, Prabhupada's more like uh, very much 
the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. When a sannyasi came to Vrindavan, uh, upon arrival, Prabhupada said, when are you leaving? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, meaning to say, okay, we, we have a mission. So Prabhupada was seated in Vrindavan as like heading up a mission. Right? Vrindavan was like a headquarters. It wasn't like, hey, now we're here and now let's just discover. No. Uh, no, Prabhupada had a mission. Prabhupada was sitting there in Vrindavan and it's like, okay, from this Vrindavan we want Krishna consciousness to, to spread everywhere. Same here in Bhaktivedanta Manor. Prabhupada was sitting on the lawn. He wasn't just sitting on the lawn from, to catch some sun. Yes, he was catching some sun. Right? Undoubtedly, Prabhupada liked sun. I mean, it's hard to catch sun in Britain, and if you do, if there is sun, well, try to catch it by all means, you know, before it's gone, right? Uh, it's like, it's easier to catch a Pokemon. <laughs> right? It's like, uh, that's, anyway, Prabhupada was not just seated on the, on the lawn trying to catch some some son, Prabhupada, was trying to catch the conditioned souls. Uh, that, and he was thinking about that from here. And again, it was like a headquarters, right? L.A., headquarters, right? Prabhupada considered it a headquarters and called all the devotees from all over the world to come and see how they were doing it in, L in L.A., headquarters, right? And now, in the Bhaktivedanta Manor, headquarters like that. Vrindavan, headquarters, and Mayapur also headquarters, like that. So Prabhupada's mood was all along that mood of here is this mercy, and this mercy has to uh, somehow or other being distributed. So uh, that was the, uh, that was the focus. Right? Um, how to distribute it? Yes, and people were talking about that, and people would read like, like uh, you'd you'd get uh, uh, early uh, translations, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, before the the whole thing was translated and printed, they already brought out some uh, some chapters. Yeah? They brought out some chapters, like as, as a smaller book. So it's still available for collectors. You can find, you know, some early, early uh, chapter seven, Ali Lila, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu deals with Mayavadis. That was printed in a book, and uh, I remember people would read like uh, Ali Lila chapter nine describes. Uh, there are many verses about. Uh, spreading Krishna consciousness and distributing the mercy and so on. And, and uh, those were the things that devotees would read and uh, you know, that like, uh, would be quoted and that you'd hear about. Right? Uh, we never heard so much about Vrindavan. Still, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says and shows he says, Moraman Vrindavan, my mind is Vrindavan. 
that. And uh, yeah, so that's interesting. And we see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's thinking about Vrindavan. He is worshipping Krishna in Vrindavan. It, it goes so deep that he's even beginning to see Vrindavan. He just, just sees it. He, first of all, he mistakes things in his environment for Vrindavan. Uh, in Puri, this uh, this this uh, hill, this Chachak Parvat, Parvat uh, is is a, uh, a sand hill, a sand dune. He mistakes it for uh, for Govardhan and the whole whole thing, and so on. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Yamu, uh, the, the ocean for the Yamuna. We read all these things. He falls in the ocean and. Uh, floats around and body becomes elongated, all the joints come loose and uh, gets caught in the net of a fisherman and the fisherman touches, thinks he's got a ghost, yes, but turns out to be Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who's in ecstasy and when the devotees loudly chant, he comes to consciousness and then all the joints, they just like, they go back. Like Imagine, just visualize that, all the joints loose and like very long and then all, all back. Don't ask me, how are these things possible? I mean, if you say, are you, Swamiji, are you asking us to believe this? <laughs> then I say, I'm not only asking you to believe this, I'm asking you to love this <laughs> as well. Uh, yes. Don't worry about believing. It's not so important. Just get into tasting. And the more you taste, the more you believe. Like that. The strong. What about my doubts? What about my doubts? I have an interesting library, and in there, there is a book called The History of Doubt. And it's academic work, but it's a good work. It, it traces out all the, all the non-believers in history. Yeah, it's like the, the prominent doubters. Yeah, it's like, all oh, history of doubt. How do you know? It's all true. How do you know that Krishna is blue? How do you know? How do we really, really know? Well, of course, Srila Prabhupada is the shortcut right, for such doubts because he's the living proof. Because he shows just like such levels of happiness. Right? Not a, and he lives, it's all consistent. You know, there's absolutely no uh, no dichotomy in, in between what he does, what he thinks, what he teaches, the whole thing, everything lines up, right? everything, completely. So Prabhupada is in this way, uh, you know, he walked, you could say he walked the straight and narrow. Nobody ever, there's no pictures of Srila Prabhupada playing a game of table tennis. Right? <laughs> no, not that I'm on anybody's case about playing a game of table tennis. I mean, there are really worse things that I could zoom in on, <laughs> you know? So, if, if, if your greatest sin is that you play table tennis, then you're doing, doing pretty good. Uh, 
but of course there there are limits, you know, like uh, there are other things that go a little further than table tennis. And um, but the point is, you know, some people, some people, they peeked to through the keyhole to see what Srila Prabhupada would be doing when he was alone. Now, that's not really very nice to do. It's not very <laughs> respectful. But they did it anyway. <laughs> and they talked about it. And, and it is recorded, some of these things. And some saw Prabhupada in ecstasy. They just thought that he was just totally absorbed. Prabhupada was equally absorbed in Krishna consciousness alone as he was when he was with others. You can also read the diaries uh, about Srila Prabhupada. You can read the uh, uh, Prabhupada Lilamrita. And then you can also read Harisori's diaries. Now, because Harisori was the personal servant, it's like Satsarup Maharaj, he wrote like the Prabhupada Lilamrita. He wrote what Prabhupada did sort of in public. And then Harisori sort of describes what happens when Prabhupada gets back to the room. Right? It's, it's, it's like equally Krishna conscious. Right? It just stays Krishna conscious. It's always Krishna conscious. Uh, Bhavananda describes they went for a walk with Prabhupada in Mayapur and there was a puddle and he helped Prabhupada over the puddle. And as he's on the other side, Prabhupada pushes him away really hard. He's kind of shocked, you know, it's going on. I mean, what have I done? And then Prabhupada said, this is the Mayavadi. He takes the help to get to the other side of the ocean of Nessians, and then he just pushes the guru away. Like this, always teaching, always, always Krishna conscious. So, Srila um, Prabhupada is the living proof, if you had any doubt. Say, yeah, but what if I have doubt in Srila Prabhupada? Then, um, okay, um, I have an answer to that also. If you have doubt in Srila Prabhupada, then before you go there, maybe first look at yourself. Do you have any doubt in yourself? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just focus on that, you know. Like, do, are you really so sure that you know everything? Right. Are you really so sure that you can know everything? Are you really so sure you are intelligent? Are you really so sure? And, and so on and so on. It's, I think someone who doubts Prabhupada should maybe start, turn the doubt on themselves. That would be my next, uh, my next uh, instruction. So if you're... Uh, but for us, unfortunately, unfo uh, we can stop there and say, yes, okay, turn to Srila Prabhupada. Some people will say, no, I don't doubt Prabhupada, but I don't know him, because I never met him. Yeah. Well, you can meet him. You can meet him now in his books. You can meet him. You can meet him in, in the testimonies. Of, you, can, you can see the videos. You can, there's a lot. Uh, there's so much. Uh, like I've said before, and I'll say that again to illustrate it, 
Um, if you'd ask me to write a book about my father, who is late, not just late for the program, if you know what I mean, but if I'd write, if I'd have to write a biography about my father, I could do something. Of course, I'd do some fact-checking, because I, I, I suspect there were some stories that are really, like, too outrageous. I don't believe them. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know how it is when, when you start telling the truth, then it grows in size. You know. Uh, so, but I could give some. I could write some sort of book about my father, yeah, about his life. Wouldn't be a fat book, you know. Would just be sort of something like. Uh, yeah. So this is how we can, uh, but if you ask me to write about Prabhupada, I could write many volumes. Right? I could write many volumes, although I never had the opportunity to, uh, to, to have these personal exchanges. But just from everything I know, I heard, I remember, as uh, an ocean of information all that I've read, that he said on so many occasions, it's inconceivable. So, what I'm trying to do in this talk is I'm trying to, to illustrate to us how, uh, how, she, how central Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in our life, how fundamental he is to our spiritual life, that we are in all respects going through him. We are, yes, we are going to Vrindavan, for sure, oh yes, and it is sweet, yeah, but it's also tapabhumi, it gets hot, you know, ha, 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 ha. It is like, I've been with 50 degrees in Vrindavan, oh and no air conditioners. <laughs> yes, very bahut garam. Yeah. So it's not easy. Not easy to go beyond the external. We come to Vrindavan and there we are. Bumpy roads, dusty roads, India, Indian noises, Indian smells. You know, I mean, there are things you can smell in India that are just like, I mean, it's like, it, you know, it's like, I mean, you just don't find such smells in the UK. You know what I mean? I mean, deadly smells. There are smells like, oh, oh. And I don't know where they come from, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, in the, in the 70s, when we used to fly to India, um, things were more simple, and there used to be uh, the plane lands on the tarmac, and they rolled the staircase to the plane. Then, when they open the door of the plane, this hot wall hits you. It's a hot, smelly wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We are in India. 
Of course, if you flew with Air India, then you were already in, in <laughs> India <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> you know, in Air India, the bathroom door is open. You know? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I'm sorry, Air India. I like Air India. And there's more cry I don't know why there are more crying babies on Air India than any other airlines, but there are. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So for us to get, get beyond all that, to the pure spiritual platform, to actually appreciate uh, and, and to... It was very difficult, very difficult. Just like during a kirtan, you know, or or anything, during japa, to focus. Can we focus? You also have, have people in a kirtan, you know, like, and they are playing cartels, but... They're not there. Their consciousness is not with the cartels, you know? It's like, sort of like, uh, and it's off, and the beat is off, of course naturally, because there's no focus. Yeah? It's about focus. Real Vrindavan, consciousness, means focus. Complete focus. Yeah? Nothing else. I mean, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Mora Man Vrindavan, my mind is Vrindavan, it means 100% focus on the pleasure of Krishna. Only the pleasure of Krishna, that is Vrindavan. Yeah? Kechit kevalaya bhaktyavasadeva parayana. Only, only that focus on Krishna. So, Krishna consciousness is about focus. About really focusing ourselves. And that's very difficult for us because bahusakya Because our intelligence is many-branched. Because we're looking at so many opportunities at the same time. And so many things we would desire and so many things we would need because we think, well, you know, I am, and then, you know, I am uh, yeah, from Crawley. Yeah, I'm from Crawley. Okay, you know, someone from Crawley sits opposite me. Now, when you're from Crawley, you're not, you're a Londoner, but you're not a Londoner. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, not that, it's good, I like, I like Crawley, it's one of my, I like the devotees in Crawley very much. Um, and, um, but you know, yesterday I was talking to, to one of those uh, Crawley personalities, <laughs> and, and they told me, they said, they said, the pace in Crawley it's just a little slower than central London, you know. Like, yeah, of course, you know, when we come from New York, then we think that London is so nice and slow. <laughs> it's really like that. I mean, it's like, it feels like that. We, we, we came recently from London to New York, or from New York to London, and we felt like, gosh, it's so peaceful in London. People, <laughs> people are so calm, people are just, doing everything, you know, so slow, right? 
compared to, you know, New York. <laughs> you know, it's like, in New York, you know, if you ask somebody, like, something, you know, they look at, look at you like, are you retarded? <laughs> What's wrong with it? What's wrong with you, you know? Can't you Google? <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> are you retarded or something? I mean, look at you, like, you don't want me to talk to you, right? <laughs> then you just say, no, please, 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 you know? I mean, I, I went through this experience years ago. I came to New York after many, many years living in India. I land in JFK. I'm supposed to, the, to, the pickup uh, wasn't there or something like that. Uh, anyway, I had to make a call and there were no uh, cell phones yet. So it was the, uh, the pay phone, right? Now, this was the most complicated pay phone I ever saw in my life. <laughs> I looked at the thing this way, that way, read the instructions six times, tried everything, put in the coin, didn't work, you know, <laughs> tried everything, put in the coin first, didn't work, put in the coin after, you know, tried an operator call, tried everything you could possibly, every trick in the book, couldn't get it to work. I go like, you know, I mean, what am I going to do? I just can't get this phone to work. So I say to someone, excuse me. And they're looking at me like, you know, what are you, you know? What is this? I said like, excuse me, I'm a foreigner. You know, foreigner, foreigner. I'm not familiar with the local situation. I mean, I can't figure out how the phone works. He looks at me like, I said, I'm a foreigner. We don't have phones like this. Can you please tell me how it works? He says, <laughs> <laughs> and I go like, uh, uh. <laughs> and he looks at me, this guy's nuts. <laughs> he made up his mind. I was totally crazy. He's shaking his head, you know. I was lost. I was lost. Then finally, I saw some Sikh, you know, turban from India. I said, ah, somebody from India. <laughs> I got like, ah, eh, hello. Ah, hello, hello. Ah, 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 yes, yes. It's a phone, phone, phone. How is the phone working? Phone, phone not working. Ah, da, 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 da. Then he told me his story. And this man, who was my phone guru and finally, <laughs> finally got the phone working. This, this man, he had landed in JFK, got lost, didn't know how to get out of the airport, <laughs> but finally met an Indian and through him he got a job on the airport. <laughs> and he, he, he saved me that day, you know. Gosh, that's, that was one advantage. Indians are everywhere, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, that was just uh, travel experiences. Yeah. Um, but Krishna consciousness is about focus. And yes, Vrindavan is there. But like understand what it is. It's not about, oh, Vrindavan 
is a transcendental Disney world. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Yamuna, yay. <laughs> Spiritual, you know. <laughs> and, and no more Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Now, now it's Radha Krishna. Yeah? And so on. Yes, yes, yes. So, but it's not some sort of a spiritualized Disney world. Right? Um, it's, it's not a theme park. When we are going to Vindavan, it's not like visiting some sort of theme park. And, and here on your left side, you see the place where Krishna swallowed the forest fire. All right, just imagine, you know, that you've been eating something really hot. And sure enough, if you do, then you want some water. So Krishna, after swallowing the, the hot chili fire, wanted a glass of water and therefore made a hole in the ground and this. This pond is still there today. You can put three drops on your head. All right, done. Then everybody move on. And on your right side, it's, it's not like that at all. It's about focus. It is Vrindavan. Every fiber of Vrindavan is for Krishna's pleasure. Everything. Only if your consciousness is completely for the pleasure of Krishna, then, you, then we are aligned with Vrindavan. Otherwise, there is like, we may be physically in Vrindavan, but we cannot enter. Because we are not aligned. So, we chant Hare Krishna. That helps with the alignment, you know, sometimes. I mean, if you're a little bit into new age, you can go for a chakra alignment or something like that. You know, we can do all these things for you. No problem. You know, if you have Reiki too, then, you know, yes, then you can align chakras. No problem. Then you can build even long distance, yes. And if you're a Reiki master, what you cannot do, you can. Your Reiki is very powerful. You can rake someone over the coals. <laughs> uh, yes. So, I have seen, early in the morning, a small temple. Devotees, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, and walking in circles around Tulsi, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare This one guy is sitting like this. A devotee. Full tilak outfit, saffron as well, sitting like that. <laughs> so after about 15 minutes, still sitting like that, I asked him, I said, Prabhu, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I said, what are you actually doing? He said, um, I'm aligning my chakras. <laughs> so that I can focus better on enchanting the holy name. Okay, yeah. Good. Well, just let me have a look. God, they look pretty straight. <laughs> yeah, they look pretty good. No, I reckon. I reckon they're ready, you know. Give it a go, you know. Give it a go. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon the chakras are all right now. You know? Get the wheels turning. Yeah? Let's start chanting. Chant the holy name. So we chant the holy name, and that does create that alignment. Right? It does withdraw the consciousness 
from so many other things. I mean, the consciousness is all over the place, right? I mean, pieces of our consciousness are invested everywhere, right? All the things you have, right? Think about it, you're, you're sitting here with, uh, with K.K. Swami, and it's, it's Saturday, and you may still have to do some shopping. Isn't it? And so you're already making, so during the lecture, you can make your shopping lists. <laughs> right? I mean, real good shopping lists are made during Japa. Have you got, have you got <laughs> experience? Somehow or other. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really important. Right? I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. So, our consciousness is in so many things. Uh, uh, material desires. Da, 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 da. Do you have some? Well, just a few, yeah. Just a few thousand. Yes, only. Anitai, uh, can you do me a favor and pull these socks off? And uh, you can keep them for me also, but I want them back later. <laughs> yes. So, um, I'm, I'm trying to focus on focusing, you can see that. And that we understand that um, it's very difficult, that yeah, I've been in Vrindavan, I lived in Vrindavan, right, a long time. I've seen people come, seen people go. I've seen people say, we are moving to Vrindavan. We're moving to Vrindavan. We're moving to Vrindavan. And after one week, they were moving back home. <laughs> I have seen, you know, I'm Vrindavan, yes. I could give a seminar called Dare Where There Is No Supermarket. What are you going to do when there's no supermarket? Have you ever thought of that? I mean, easy said and done, you know, like you're laughing because you don't do the shopping. <laughs> but you make out like, where's me yummies? <laughs> Sorry, Gopal. <laughs> no yummies today. <laughs> the supermarket's gone away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more yummies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there where there's no supermarket, that's indeed not so easy, isn't it? Um, so, Vrindavan um, is, is known as Tapobumi, you know, it's hot, it's, it's this, the, the water just when you really need it, you know, when you're in a bathroom and it's just the moment for water, right? It's not there. <laughs> I have been in that situation many times. Just when it's really necessary, it's not there. It's like, this is, these are moments of despair, you know, these are moments like, help, right? 
Now, you have a phone and you call, alarm, I'm in the bathroom, there's no water, what am I doing? And I need it now. Oh, go get a bucket from somewhere. If you're married, then you can you know, send your partner for a bucket. Or if you're sannyasi, you call your servant. <laughs> go bring a bucket of water. But these are complicated situations. Yes. Hmm. So, immediately, all artificial dependence has to go when we really want to enter Vrindavan. All these artificial, external things that are, that are so much part of us, you can say, you know, like a supermarket is just like, it's just part of you. Uh, wheels, you know, like, like we have wheels. You know? The idea to, to have no wheels, it's like really, uh, you know, I just live really close to the manor, yeah, a drive. Mm -hmm. Now if you have to walk, yeah, then suddenly it's not so close, is it? Mm -hmm. You know, only 10 k's. Yeah, and so on. It's so dependent. The wheels, as soon as you have a car, you have a huge circle around you. No more car. Circle is very small. If you have to walk. Yeah. Then you can pay for some wheels. Right. But how much, how, many, how much can you pay for? Right. So like this, you know, we, we see every, in Vrindavan, all that gets reduced. Yeah. It's like, Immediately, that gets reduced, and immediately. So our material uh, support, all those things that have been part of us, that have been part of our mental makeup, like a supermarket, and some wheels, and a fridge, and so many things. Now, so we can have all that in Vrindavan. Yes, you can, but then, the, the, the difficulty comes again, that then Vrindavan loses its atmosphere. The more from these things you bring in, the less you feel that you're in Vrindavan. Then you're sort of there and you have your air conditioner, you have your, your, your TV, you have your, uh, you know, you have your, uh, your high-speed internet, you have your, uh, you, 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 everything, fridge, microwave, the works. Yeah? And they go, yeah, um, but, but then you, you, you have to travel in some four-wheel drive, like a few hours to go to some village to taste the real Vrindavan. Because where you stay, it doesn't feel like the real Vrindavan. Yes. So, um, I'm taking us for a moment into the physical Vrindavan experience, and I'm trying to point out again how the entrance, I'm speaking about entering, Entering into Vrindavan consciousness, entering into the Vrindavan location, these two things go hand in hand, they go together. Uh, we see, like, we, we see, that's why the six Goswami said, forget it. Yeah? Chakta punamase samandala patisrenin sada tuchavat. They said, we'll be renounced. We'll just live very simple. We won't have anything then nothing to worry about. Then we can just worry about, uh, about Krishna. And just think about Krishna. And 
Yeah, so this is Vrindavan. So Vrindavan consciousness and, and to enter Vrindavan physically requires a certain amount of simplicity, a certain amount of austerity, of giving up so many things, all the distractions. We live in the ocean of distractions, you know. The ultimate distractor we have in our pocket. Huh? This monster. It's... Uh, it's... Um, switch it off. You know, I mean... I have some disciples, they write to me all the time. The best instruction I could give them, they will not, they will not follow. Yeah? Some, describe, some disciples, they write to me all the time. The best instruction I could give them, they will not follow. And that is, switch off your phone. And do not turn it back on. And just all the time you were spending on your phone, just chant Hare Krishna. And read the books. Just do that. But they won't, they won't follow it. They, they won't. Because they're addicted. I know. Yeah. Anyway, and are we addicted as well? To a degree? It's quite addictive. You know, just looking, you know, like did something come in? <laughs> and so on. So uh, all that is is very deep. It has to go if we want to become, if we want to focus. Hmm. Like we just celebrated here the. Uh, sannyas initiation of our new Maharaj on the block. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what, is, what is this sannyas? Right? It's about focus, complete focus. Right? Not only focus on Krishna, mind, body, words, focused, completely focused. That danda, it's all about focus. Right? Now focus on Krishna's pleasure, now and now focus on this mission of using everything you have to spread Krishna consciousness. Yes. You don't have to be a sannyasi for that. You can also do it. Doesn't matter if you're male, female, whatever you are, it's about focus. You know, there are very determined ladies, right? They are super determined. They're really, like, you know, they're really focused, right? They know, and they're very powerful, right? sometimes more powerful, because to a man, you, it's easier to say no than to a woman, right? Especially men can't say no to women. Right? It's a special advantage, you know. Please. <laughs> Go away. 
<laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. So uh, now I speak. I've spoken about the focus, and and we find as we are trying to increase our focus in Krishna consciousness and to give up all the distraction and to really focus on serving Krishna and becoming servants, we find difficulty. And at one point we find that we are attached, Gopal, to the yummies. But <laughs> today, you know, at one point, okay, I admit it. <laughs> I won't. I want my yummies. <laughs> yes, like that. Um, we are attached. And we realize it's not so easy to focus. It's not so easy. Then we realize more and more, I need mercy. And, and this is truly what we depend on. You know, as time goes, but in the beginning, we think I'm taking Krishna consciousness by storm. I know more slokas than anybody else. Great, you know. Uh, I have read so many books and learned it. I, I, I am going really fast in my Krishna consciousness. It's okay. You're going to hit the wall. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there is a wall. Uh, the wall of our false ego is in between, and then we read our limits, and we just can't get past it. And, and that is the difficulty. And that's where we we become will become humbled by lack of love, and that means lack of taste. And we'll become humbled, and then we'll need the mercy. Sometimes. Sometimes just by the pressure of time, sometimes there's, there's even some problems in following standards, and so we become humbled. And we need mercy, very much so, until we realize <coughs> it's all mercy. And the only reason I'm here is because of mercy. The only reason I'm still here is because of mercy. The only reason I'm doing this is because of mercy. I need mercy. I need more mercy and more mercy and more mercy. Yes. Anyway, I've spoken now for a long time, I guess. And it's time to make it interactive, otherwise you're gonna, gonna your ears are gonna just uh, become red and painful. You don't have red painful ears yet. No, they don't hurt. Just, it, it's not like there is this v verbal stream of words just <laughs> coming out of the mouth endlessly <laughs> and the ears have to ouch, deal with that ouch Anyway, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, then let me see what uh, I can, what we can do with that. Huh? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Rupa Goswami Das. Uh, Maharaj, 
Very nice lecture about focus. Few tips, how do we focus? Few tips, you want tips from me, how to be focused, or you're going to give me a few tips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, please, if you have some tips. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, well, there, there's the basics, right? Every once in a while, go back to basics, right? I mean, basics in Krishna consciousness, uh, we're supposed to know, early rising, and try, you know, don't just try to chant 16 rounds, but try to chant 16 rounds at a stretch. 16 uninterrupted rounds, you know? Just go straight through 16 rounds. Okay, but bathroom stops are out. For the rest, no other stops. So can I have some water, by the way? Uh, So that's one, one way. Back to basics. And I think everyone needs to go back to basics. You get thrown off by circumstances. Right? Called work, called so many responsibilities, or called our own personal uh, uh, emotional turmoil, you know, like whatever may be. Right? All these things. Adhyatmika, Adhibhautika, Adhidaivika, Klesh, the three from our own mind and body, from others, and from natural circumstances, distractions. So, that will be there. And then, uh, so back to basics, back to a basic discipline. Early rising, focus, 16 rounds at a go. Uh, you know, I used to, uh, in the beginning, uh, one senior devotee named Mahavirya put me through this discipline of every day chanting a chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Sanskrit and English. So I did that. And it was really powerful. And I still know the seventh chapter because of it. You know, I forgot some of it, you know, because of uh, old age. The worms have eaten holes in my brain. But, you know, I can still pretty much do it. My Shaktamana Partha Yogi Yunmasriya Sansiyan Samagramam Yatakisya Sitatsunu. but it's not like that I sat there trying to memorize that chapter, like, you know, cram it in my head, you know, no, it's just chanting it every day. And, it, and, and like that, definitely. So that, that, that's sort of basics, that's all part of basics. That basics, basic sadhana, right? Mangalarti, it's, it's actually, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> it, it's, it, it has some power. Just go on the Mongolarity. So the ba back to basics. That's fine. Um, beyond back to basics, what else can we do? Um, increase hearing and chanting. Okay? That's recommended. Increase our hearing and chanting. But also, of course, uh, you can do all the hearing and chanting, but if your energy is still everywhere 
else. So also withdraw energy from other, from unnecessary things in our life in general. Start withdrawing energy from unnecessary things and what they are. Yeah, yeah. That that I will not get into now. I make a whole list for you. You have to make these lists yourself. Make a list of unnecessary things in your life. Sit down and write down, what are the unnecessary things in my life? It's scary. Don't write too much on there, because of course at the end I'm going to try, going to ask you to throw it all out. <laughs> so, you know, don't get over-enthusiastic in writing everything on the unnecessary <laughs> list. I mean, I'll ask you to show it to me, and then, then you have to throw it out. But it is, it is, is uh, that helps to focus. Um, be with uh, with focused personalities. Yeah. It says that from from those who are focused in Krishna consciousness, we we uh, we borrow some of their consciousness. The chayabhav, the there's a reflection of their focus in us. So in their association, we are more focused. So associate with, with, with those who are more focused, like that. Mm. Then, then do something, preach. But of course, if you preach, you have to live it also. See, it's like we can develop, we can work very much on our presentation techniques and become very expert in presentation. But we have to be careful that the substance is in there. <laughs> Time for the the Gayatri. <laughs> That's the Gayatri alarm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Rasika. Or Radhika. Radhika. Not Rasika. Radhika. You're speaking about depending on mercy, and you specifically spoke about how when we hit a wall, then we realize we need to depend on mercy. So I wanted to know how does one live depending on mercy and the longevity? How does one create longevity and depend on mercy? Because it's, I don't want to just depend on mercy in the moments where I'm hitting that wall and I'm being humble. Right. Right. Okay, so uh, since the mic wasn't working so well, but I spoke about a wall and how we hit that wall and 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 uh, where we really start to feel like I mean I need mercy now to go on and I'm just not not getting the taste and it's not happening the wall yeah? and uh, his question is uh, he doesn't want to just depend on the mercy when he hits the wall but how to how to make a connection with mercy and, and, and get some longevity in that connection. Um, yeah, that's very good. So, obviously, everything is made of mercy, you know. Every brick of the manor is mercy. The whole property here is, is mercy. The deities are, are mercy personified. The, uh, the prasadam is mercy. The programs are mercy. Uh, it's all, these are all manifestations of, of the mercy of the Lord. 
Um, and we can see in a Srila Prabhupada's mercy, who went preaching and who inspired uh, Shama Sundar, who connected with the Beatles, who brought George Harrison to Prabhupada, and who be, and George Harrison became greatly inspired. And here it is, you know, uh, George's mercy, right, upon us. Uh, so lots, lots of mercy uh, is there. The books are mercy. So uh, a more, more longevity in making a relationship with the mercy is appreciating that it's there all around us and, and valuing it and taking shelter, taking shelter of it. Uh, books are not just dust collectors. Books are not just are not meant to stay in this in the original cellophane wrapping, right? You bought the Bhagavatam and they're still in the original cellophane wrapping. Then the Swami comes, excuse me, can I have such and such book? And then peel the plastic off. <laughs> yes, uh, such scenarios do occur. No, no. The, then every once in a while you see one of those books and they with the pages are, are like turned and like you know the stickers in them and like uh, you know they say okay these people here they're reading the books also yeah. yeah so it's it's like yeah take shelter take shelter that's there bring these things more into our life uh, uh, Longevity in the mercy is that we're not looking at some result. Now, I read the Bhagavad Gita for two hours and I got mercy and I feel better. I feel much better. I mean, really, it really helped. It did. Yeah. No, no. Honestly, Radhika. I mean, for real. I mean, you know, I was uh, getting a bit aggro, you know, a bit, uh, as they say in Australia, means agitated. Uh, it's getting a bit aggro by things, you know, but then I read the Bhagavad Gita for two hours and it felt totally fresh and, and, and ready and it's like, it really worked, you know. Unfortunately, the mercy didn't last, you know, after a few days, uh, the old feelings of agitation came back with a vengeance, actually. And, uh, and then the next time I read the Gita, it, it didn't get as much mercy as, uh, as I got the first time. So what do I do, you know, like I try to make this mercy sustainable. No, it's not, that's not the way it is. The Gita itself is mercy. It's mercy and we just turn to it. So the Gita should be close to us, close to us. And when we are close with the Gita, right, then there is that interaction. It acts upon, upon us. And in that way it works. Closeness to the Holy Name, it, there's interaction. Yeah. Uh, like the beats, you know, they're always with us, right? And when they are not, then, then you know where they are. And if you don't, you're in trouble. Where are my beats? It's a big disaster. My beats, my beats, I can't find my beats. Some people solve that by having five beat bags. <laughs> <laughs> they have beat bags all over the house and they, they lose them throughout the day many times. But then they <laughs> take beat bag number two. <laughs> so. Yes. Okay, I guess that's one solution. <laughs> Whatever works, right? But keep the beat back close. 
So if you need five bead bags, then have five. <laughs> yeah. So we should not think of the mercy as some influence that comes out of the book and now helping us. No, that's just it's the relationship with all the objects of mercy. The relationship with the manor. If you if you make it a point to come here regularly, then that brings a certain amount of mercy in your life. Sometimes you have more inspiration than other times. That may be, you know. Uh, but just the fact that you come here regular brings a certain is certain is is that longevity that creates the longevity. And then we build up a whole network of things that we do regular and that are regular part of our life, all Krishna-conscious elements. That, and, and that builds our spiritual life. Spiritual life is made of building blocks. Spiritual life is not built of a decision, of a mental adjustment. I'm going to be Krishna-conscious. Krishna, Krishna, I fixed my mind on Krishna. What are you doing? I'm fixing my mind. <laughs> uh, relax. It's okay. You know, relax now. It's it's all right. Uh, it's not going to work like that. You know, you're just going to get uh, spasms. You know, <laughs> you're not going to be Krishna conscious that way. Uh, it's about connecting with the Krishna conscious things on a regular basis and building up a whole package you know, of, of influences in our life like that. Yeah. And then we get emotionally involved. Yeah. Then we start to like it. Then we start to... It's like you and me have a thing with Kirtan, right? And we are Kirtan brothers, you know, since a long time. and. Uh, no, we have been for many years, right? Uh, the first time I heard this guy is Kirtan, I go, okay. All right. He, he knows a few tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I know a few tricks as well. <laughs> and, um, but it's, it goes beyond the tricks. It goes, uh, it goes uh, into uh, just that association with kirtan. Like I'm gonna come tonight for the kirtan. I just can't stay away. Gotta, gotta come. What to do? It's, life is too boring without. I already had a kirtan this morning, and I'm gonna have another one tonight. Coleman. Whether I'm invited or not. Common <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Because we can't, we can't do without it. Yeah. So that also happens. So that, that, that's part of that sustainable relationship with Kirtan, you know, and you know, with the Chaitanya Charitam, with, uh, with all these things with prasadam. <coughs> Other questions? Yes? When I first came across uh, 
Krishna consciousness, I really felt the feeling of the mercy of uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. But then um, over the years I've just had this feeling that, I don't know how it's come or if it's the right feeling, that actually Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so strict and, and I didn't have that. I mean, I still feel Sri Nityananda Prabhu is so merciful, but I just, I don't know how it's come about where I just, when, when devotees talk about the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I did have that feeling before, but some, some things, uh, yeah, it just makes me feel like Mahaprabhu is so strict. Right. Well, we have to um, not, we have to develop our vision also over the years of what that mercy is. So, if we think that the mercy of Lord Chaitanya is a set of rules, then we have quite reduced the, 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 what's really, what it really is. Right? The mercy of Lord Chaitanya is, yes, there are rules, uh, so that we don't get into the mood of Jesus has died for our sins and, and we can do any damn thing now. Right? Because he, as long as you love Jesus in your heart, you know, then you can do anything because he has already died for our sins on the cross. Uh, so in order to avoid that uh, mentality, you know, to think things cheap, uh, there are rules so that we have to give up sinful life and we have to become sadhakas. And that's what the rules are about, to be, that we have to be sadhakas. We have to make an effort in cultivating our own love of God. Sadhaka means sadhana bhakti, one who makes an effort to, cult to cultivate love of God. So we have to become sadhakas. That's what Lord Chaitanya wants. So he wants us to do something for it. Yes. But his mercy obviously extends way beyond the rules. Now he's everywhere in your life. You can't get away from him anymore. Even if you would try. Anything you see reminds you of, of Lord Chaitanya, of Krishna. You know? Now everything reminds you of Krishna. You can't help it. Right? Even if you see mundane things, yeah, they remind us of Krishna. So, Lord Chaitanya has changed our eyes, our vision. And, and so, yeah, when you reduce his mercy to a set of rules, I think then, then you are missing the, all the other dimensions of Lord Chaitanya's mercy. So when you think about the dimensions of Lord Chaitanya's mercy in your life, you know, it's by his mercy that now Krishna consciousness is all over the UK. It, it wouldn't have been here. You know, Leicester would have been just some, uh, what, some, some, some hotspot uh, kitchery, uh, you know, uh, what would you be doing now? I mean, think about it. Don't tell us. <laughs> think about it privately. Of what, what you would have become if, if you did not get Lord Chaitanya's mercy. You have been transformed by Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Whether you like Lord Chaitanya's mercy or not, we have been transformed by it. Yeah, I mean, rules. Yeah, I also don't like all the rules. 
you know. I mean, who likes rules? You know, it's like everyone wants to. Uh, I, if I don't see a good reason for accepting a rule, then it's very difficult for me. If you just try to tell me you must follow this, because this is the rule, and I go like, yeah, 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 sure. You know? <laughs> I've learned in India, yes, yes. Ah. Yeah, yes, yes, and then break it. <laughs> in the same breath. You know, uh, but if I see, so I need reasons for rules. When there's reasons behind rules, then, uh, then I can, can do it. But it must be good reasons, obviously. But there are good reasons. So in that way, the rules are not so bad. There's good, good reasons behind them. Yes? Thank you so much for uh, coming and visiting us and, uh, and sharing your wisdom with us. Something I was thinking about was about receiving mercy and giving mercy. And at times we, you know, we only have a certain amount of time. And um, is it appropriate that we are selective as to who we should try to help? Of course, of course. And Srila Prabhupada said, it's just like on a battlefield, you know, there's so many wounded people and you have to choose because you cannot save them all. But you're going to try to save some. And the ones that you're going to try to save are the ones that look like they're going to make it. You know, you're not going to pick up the worst case. So you're looking at those cases that have a reasonable chance of survival, and you're going to invest your energy into that. That's what Srila Prabhupada explained. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hands. He carries Vrindavan always with him, wherever he goes. Uh, doesn't mean that we can see it, but he can see. He always is absorbed in Vrindavan. Never a moment is he separated from, from that meditation, from remembering Vrindavan. So yes, he carries it with him wherever he goes. And uh, because um, he's relishing this this uh, this whole mood of of the eternal residence of Vrindavan. I mean, that's where he is in his in his mind. But at the same time, he's also giving out mercy. But internally, he's still thinking of Vrindavan. But just like Prabhupada, like always, he was always in Vrindavan, even when he's in New York, and then he's in New York, and he's saying, "Oh." Vrindavan is such a wonderful place and you know I left that to come here to this to this place and this horrible place. London he called hell. But Prabhupada is in Vrindavan. The German Sankirtan devotees they described that when they came in the room here upstairs to meet Srila Prabhupada uh, that it was 
as if they stood at the walls of Vaikuntha and looked over the walls of Vaikuntha. They just looked into the spiritual world. Prabhupada was in the spiritual world. Lord Chaitanya is saying, he's in the spiritual world. He's here, but he's in the spiritual world. Yeah. So yes, Lord Chaitanya and his followers are always in Vrindavan. And, and they bring that out. Hare Krishna. Yeah, go ahead. What we want and what we need, yeah. And, and what we feel is, okay, we want to raise our children in a Christian conscious community, but then on the other side there's preaching and the preaching mission. Yeah. So what's more favorable to live yeah. in a holy dharma devotion? Choices to make in this world, isn't it? Want, need, and must, actually, they say. It's not want and need, but it's want, need, and must. These three are always, uh, they seem to, to get in conflict with each other. Yeah? And, uh, yeah, sometimes we must do things. We don't really want to, but I guess we need to, so we must, right? other times, and so on and so on. One need and must, these three. Um, yes, in this material world, we, uh, we will experience limitation. That's the material world, and we to tolerate it. And that's called making the best use of a bad bargain. The bad bargain is here, we're always limited. Limited by these bodies, limited by circumstances, limited, limited, limited. And it's really too much. I mean, we get limited in, by many things in material life. And it's frustrating. Yes, it is. No. Like, I find it frustrating to be old, you know? I don't particularly uh, like being old. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's frustrating. Right. When I was young, I said, I'll, I never went to a hospital. I said, I'll never go to a hospital. <laughs> Unfortunately, I spent the whole week in, in hospitals. <laughs> it's like, it was okay, checkups only. But, you know, yeah, before, when I was young, forget it. Never did any checkups. I was fine. And, uh, yeah, we get limited. And we make the best of it. So, choices to make in the material world. And one choice uh, sort of excludes something else. You choose to take care of your children, the, the, you have less time for preaching. You choose to put more energy into preaching, you'll give less time to your children. Maybe later they'll tell you, you never had time for us, you were always out there preaching. It's not easy. So where to find the balance between different interests? I don't know, I'm a very unbalanced person. but I. I wish you good luck. The, the more responsibilities we take on, the more we have to balance. When you're alone, it's more simple. When you have children, it's more complicated. 
because you have to not only look at what you need, you have to look at what they need, this, that. So. And, but that's the burden of love. <laughs> this love is something. Love kills. <laughs> All right, let's take the mic back to the middle. spoke a bit about that, but I think it should go beyond the community. I mean, the potential of the School of Bhakti, obviously, it's, 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 if it's a school, then it should offer education about devotional service in so many ways, levels. That means uh, it should give the quick surface experience. It should give a more a little bit more in-depth experience. It should get, give the serious study experience. So it, it should, should give different experiences. Um, I think right now it's become a little bit too inbred, right? In terms of culture, we, we, we're, we're too much stuck in our own community. And uh, so it's time to take the school of bhakti out and to, to market it, to present it to people. You know, marketing is about putting it under people's nose a hundred times. Everyone should see the school of bhakti in their face a hundred times until they finally sort of start to think about it. Like I, there was once I was, I used to fly to South Africa, South African Airways. They offered this credit card, right? Like get, get this credit card. And I didn't want the credit card, you know. I didn't need the credit card. I didn't want it. So I sort of like say, okay, I don't need that credit card. But then uh, I saw this ad. I don't know. I saw it everywhere again and again and again. And it brought me to a point where I asked myself, do I actually want this credit card? <laughs> now, this is what you want. You want people to actually get to the point where they say, do I actually want to be part of that? And then there's the bhakti experience, right? From a special, a special event organized by the school of bhakti. And these bhakti experiences are all over, right? And they are dynamic and they're interesting and there are people who like speak in interesting ways, you know. Uh, and then I found out that these bhakti experience people, they have, uh, have, they have podcasts as well, and these podcasts are really cool. They're not at all like stereotype and dry and, you know, and rusty, but these are like dynamic people that are like young and that are thoughtful and that are trying and they're speaking about life and it's just like... Uh, Hey, it's interesting, you know, and uh, like that. 
create a whole wide range of interesting outreach that, that brings people to your more serious, uh, structured studies of scripture and philosophy. So I want the first, the bhakti experience out there. I can't hear, sorry. One, one more thing. Um, on this topic of balance, when you said, um, I don't know, and then you gave some... Yesterday you were sharing these three balls that we have to juggle. And okay. Maybe. I don't want to speak about the balls again. I've been speaking too much about these balls, but it's about balancing different interests in our life, right? And that's sadhana and... and and service and personal well-being are obvious elements in what we have to juggle. Yeah, and then, okay, I made a presentation around it. Uh, but he's, uh, yeah, so some balance is needed in the material world. Only when you become very transcendental, then you become, can become more and more imbalanced. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's the best part. Yes, yes, yes. Hare Krishna to you too. The microphone's flying in your direction. Look at that. How can you prepare? Um, speak, speak about the Dham. Um, go to the Dham before you go. Already read about the Holy Dham, about Krishna and his pastimes and Read about Jagannath Puri and so on. And then, when we get there, then it's recognizing, oh, now all these things are, are here on the ground. We start to, to connect there. Yeah. So, we can already prepare now by hearing about the pastimes of Krishna in the Holy Dance. Hmm. So devotees, I'm getting towards the end. That that's uh, because it's been two hours, and that's a sort of a quota that we that we said. No, I mean I can, I but I came late because there was traffic. So we can still uh, carry on a few more minutes to wind it up if.
somehow or other this mic is a, is, is a pain, you know. I mean, do we really need it? Uh, forget it, you know. Just just speak and I'll repeat what you say. Can, can you turn off that mic? It just makes a hum and it's horrible. When I spoke about focus, um, um, it's, it, it seemed I spoke about getting absorbed in the past times, this, that, and how about austerity, is that also helpful? Um, I think I'm not speaking about getting absorbed in the past times. I'm not speaking about austerity, I'm just speaking about simplifying our life and withdrawing from other interests. Real focus comes from that. Real focus comes from withdrawing from other interests. Now, when we withdraw from other interests, we may get some withdrawal symptoms also. So that's the fasting. Maybe not fasting from food, but how about fasting from phone? Uh, you know, I think Actually, that in the in the in the in the world of today, we do better with fasting from phone than fasting from food. Maybe in, of course, uh, the the the, the Gujaratis are still uh, into their kitchen and in what comes out of the kitchen. There's no doubt about that. But, but I guess previously they didn't have anything else, you know. But now we have these phones. Let's fast from the phones. Have regular fa phone fast days. And then just increase the chanting. Just like on a, on a fasting from food day, we're supposed to increase hearing and chanting. I'd say fast from the phone and increase hearing and chanting. That kind of austerity... Uh, so. It's about increasing the spiritual practices. It's not about the fast. It's the fast doesn't help. It's about what we do with the time and energy that we gain. Obviously, if you eat like uh, a feast, then after one is a little tired, and then it needs a little rest, just a little. <laughs> but if we, if we eat a little lighter, then, uh, then we can do with less, less rest. So that's what we do. We eat lighter so that we can eat, can, can sleep less. Uh, but in the same way. There's a feature on the, on the iPhone. I have to, have to have one. I'm not advertising, but I have to have one. And uh, a feature where, and it may also be on your Android phone if you have, have one, uh, which you can turn on and it tells you how much screen time. I'm afraid to turn it on. <laughs> I didn't turn it on. It's de it will depress me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how much screen time. I know it's too much. That I know.
too much. That's a, oh, that's a rotten machine. Let's turn it off every once in a while. It doesn't like that. My phone doesn't like it when you try to turn it off. It protests. <laughs> Scary thing. Okay, so, dear devotees, I, I thank you very much for uh, coming. Um, yes, I, uh, uh, I came to London to do some health checks. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was in Germany and I had some, some infection and I had some difficulty with the, uh, with passing urine, so I had to sort that out. And, uh, but looks like things are sorted now. So after the weekend, I'm, uh, I'm waiting for a doctor to tell me, you're good to go. <laughs> That's that's what I'll do then. And uh, but I'll be back in London then soon for a little while. And uh, so uh, don't know exactly when the next program will be, but uh, not so far away. And tonight I'll be here for the kirt. <coughs> I'm not gonna do now uh, an hour of meeting everyone one on one. I know there's some of you who will feel that really would be really nice, but that's a bit too much for me to uh, to do that also. So that we have to do some other day, the one-on-one -on -one day. How much and how much one-on-one -on -one can 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 one man do? <laughs> it's one of me against many. So in the end. I usually lose. <laughs> yeah. But thank you very much. And this thing about the focus, yeah, it's, 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 uh, someone said, nice lecture. All right, but it wasn't just a nice lecture. It's, it's sort of like something what I think you should focus on. So it's, it's something of a bit more importance than a nice lecture, I would say. Uh, please take this and just just do it, just do it. Increase the focus, decrease the distraction, and just uh, absorb more in the spiritual side of life, with balance, with inevitable balance. And the more kids you have, the more you have to balance. <laughs> what to do? Yeah. Or, you know, if you have your car and this, that, this, Anyone, your yummies. <laughs> all right, I, I was happy to be here with you, and nice to see you all. Hare Krishna. Shri Thank you, Maharaj, for a wonderful session. Let's respect Maharaj's wishes.
He has a lunch program also today. Oh. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> program at, you know, at lunch, so. Like, I didn't know that. But uh, <laughs> just want to make sure that, you know, he has his time as well as, uh, obviously, we want one-to-one -one time with him too. But as I said, he'll be back, so uh, we respect his wishes and uh, let him go for now. Here at Sakti Nantamana and Sri Lanka. So it's a lot. Feel out our hurry balls. Hurry balls! Hurry balls! Hurry balls! Hurry balls!